Asian sentiment and targeted attacks against the Asian community, particularly because of what happened yesterday in Atlanta. Um, first off, let's, because for um, context as well, Izzy, Fia, and I are all Asian, full or part Asian. Um, so when we recount some experiences, know that we're not BSing it. <laughs> um, anyways, or lying, I mean. Anyways, um, how are we all feeling right now? I think given, given the fact that our listeners keep up with the news and know that this hate crime happened. Whenever I like first hear about stuff like this, um, I don't really know what to feel. I'm kind of like numb. Maybe because it's happened so much or because I just don't know how to process it because it's so horrific. Yeah. Um, or just feels far away because location. Um, but I think as I've thought about it more, especially during the AAPI meeting, um, Asian American Pacific Islander Club meeting this morning, I think it's kind of hit closer to home because I think, oh, that could have been like my family or my friends or even like myself. Um, which is really scary. It makes me feel less safe than I would have, like, than I was, like, a week ago. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty angry. As as someone who's pretty level-headed, this just makes me unexplainably angry that people are treating this as this is the first racial attack that's happened ever, which it's not. Because from the start of this pandemic, Asians have faced the blunt of racially charged attacks. And not just from the start of the pandemic, racism against Asians has always been apparent in our history ever since Asians have migrated to America. We have always been perceived as an outsider. We're never going to fully assimilate because we share our own culture and customs and because of that we're always going to be seen as an outsider and it makes me sad at the same time as as he said to like also see people who look like who look and sound like me and unbeloved people i know face this kind of brutality it makes me fear for my own safety and the safety of the people I love. And I, I know I'm sorry to get serious here, but this is also a serious topic. And it is imperative that we address it because our anti-racism work does not just apply to be by POC. Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> Yeah. How are you feeling, Thea? I think when I first heard about it, I didn't realize, like, obviously they didn't come out about the fact that it was, they were all Asian. Like, that was the main, like, that was actually the main target. Because when you first, when they first, when I first heard about yesterday, they were like, oh, it's been targeted at salons, I think they said. I don't don't think they said massage places yet. They said salons. Um, um, And so I was like, 
Because obviously when you first hear that, you're like, that's weird. Why would they target many separate salons? And I think once they were like Asian, I'm, I like, and, and I kind of thought about it, I was like, oh, that's why. And I think the fact that people are not kind of addressing this as a hate crime, you're kind of just like, why would someone go to salons specifically or massage places and the only victims just happen to be Asian? Like, there's just so much proof there. There's just so much evidence that this was obviously a hate crime. And then pe that people are just like not recognizing it. Is that, I think that's just kind of troubling. Like, that's not okay. Also the fact that like the, the shooter person, the guy who, yeah, um, was like arrested without incident quote according to this washington post um article it's like that he had the whole entire gun in his hands and he had just shot eight people and it's still like a peaceful arrest like unlike so many other arrests of people of color or in like even accidental arrests or not even accidental um incorrect or unjust arrests of other people of color like what the the apparent mis um, difference in treatment um yeah. you're not cool bro well yeah like with um i think his name was christian the the guy who had a um basically was on the freeway and he was having an ep episode did they say it was an episode i just wanted to make sure i got that it was like mental health crisis yeah he was in a, had a mental health crisis and he didn't have a weapon on him and it was clear that he did not have a weapon on him i think Right, I'm thinking the right incident. It was like whatever. He basically had his hands up in the air. There was no weapon. He had no weapon in sight, and the police officer shot him. And you're just like, real, like, you really think these people of color who have no weapon on them, they say if they have no weapon on them, and then this one white guy who has like an AK, well, I don't, I, probably an AK-47 or whatever, had some large, <laughs> large ass gun on him. And you have no fear that he's like this fear you guys are always talking about. You somehow had no fear. That's very. The standard is real. I would have, if any, like, if, if a white person had a gun, I would be very fearful. <laughs> I feel like I don't know as much as um, I've only seen, like, I honestly haven't been. I've been on social media today and I've watched, like, you know, read some of it. Um, but I feel like I still don't have enough information. I feel like it's because it happened yesterday, right? Um, and I feel like there's still more information that's probably going to come out. But I think still, I think that. So we also got to talk about the fact that racism against Asians, has, as I mentioned before, racism against Asians has existed ever since. Asians started immigrating to America. Like, I can't name a ton of exam specific examples off the top of my head, but we can also bring up Japanese internment was also a big thing. Like the term yellow peril as well is also a big deal. The 1965 Immigration Act, or Nationality Act, I think. Um, what happened to Vincent Chin as well also, the model minority myth, it's like very underlying aggression as well. Also, school admissions, like not to be like that one Asian kid, but still. Um, yeah. 
especially higher education. Um, like with the like with the Washington thing where they were trying to count Asians as white or like yeah. not as people of color. And it's, it's interesting because I feel like I see where they were trying to go with that, but it was still really wrong. And the way they put it was really, really wrong because I mean, my mom has um, my mom has like discussed this with like, especially with UHS before when we were applying to the school where um, she was like, are ha- like it's not divert like because we live in such a, like I'm not trying to drive the topic away from yeah, yeah, yeah. racism against Asians but because specifically the Bay Area is so populated with um there's a very strong um Asian population and because of that sometimes schools when they're trying to say it's diverse when there's really just white people and Asian people I think that's very hard to like count it as because I think um and also like i feel like when they count asian people like also if you are trying to be like okay it's not as diverse um and your solution is to count asian people as white people was not really a good solution especially because asian people are not just one but i feel like they're so it's so different for different um people who live in asia well this that kind of like ties into the whole asians that are seen as a monolith kind of idea where yeah people especially in like western culture quote like to group asians into one group and assume that it's like east asians that are all asian um when in reality there's central asia southeast asia south asia it's a huge continent (laughs) evidently um and so it's kind of frustrating to see all your every asian's experience grouped into like east asia not that East Asian isn't. Yeah, I, I, I get your thing. I brought this up to Izzy before you came, but one of my white friends texted me checking in to see how I was doing because they said, oh, there's just been a big outbreak of Asian hate crimes in the Bay Area and a lot of other places, blah, blah, blah. I know it can be really difficult and scary to hear and see about these things. But I'm thinking, I mean, I mean, I know you were trying, but in the head I was also thinking, well, again, hate crimes have been occurring since the start of pandemic and definitely beforehand as well without media coverage or the formal history lesson being integrated into our curriculum. Um, I just don't really want um, non-Asian people to see this as a recent discovery because, like... Every Asian American person I've encountered and met has had at least definitely one racial encounter, like racist experience, which is to say racism isn't new, especially against Asians, and it shouldn't be treated as something new as well. And it shouldn't be just minimized to this one racially charged attack, definitely a hate crime. It shouldn't be subjected to this one hate crime that people are actually going to just start talking about it right now. I mean, I think this is going to, this is kind of very similar to the whole Black Lives Matter thing where everyone broke out when George Floyd died and like every single black person was like, this has been going on for the past hundreds of years and we're gonna be serious about this um and so but then like it completely faded away like you see not many people are talking about 
like Black Lives Matter. And I feel like that actually might happen with this whole this whole situation and all this these people are gonna start rising up against, you know, being like Asian lives matter or like, you know We're gonna um, put yellow squares now. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put but, yellow squares and delete them after. Oops. It's not really my story to tell and I'm gonna make that very clear that one of my mom's co-workers had a very had this um had experienced racist uh racist incident recently where someone basically called called him a coat you know one of the, like i don't remember exactly what it was but it was something you know covid and asian related put together and it was like kung flu or something like blamed basically outright blamed him for the coronavirus and so they basically got into a fight because um the guy was just being a jerk the entire time and it was like it basically started with him like cutting him in line and he was like hey there's a whole line called him this rate like this this horrible thing and then they got into a fight and i the my mom's co-worker was going to report to the police but um unfortunately there were so many cases like that that they couldn't really take it because there were more pressing cases going okay sorry this is like going back to katrina's white friends text it just gives me like tokenization vibes i don't know why um like i know they had probably had good intentions but you're probably like one of the few asian people they know personally (laughs) um so it gives me tokenization vibes and i don't know it's like good and bad i feel a little uncomfy but yeah i also wanted to talk about the concept of the perpetual foreigner um yeah as an asian american definitely you know how because i remember how everyone at the start of this virus the media it's not that the media blamed china but the media sort of fed into that by saying oh blah blah blah, traces of this were found in wuhan china even though i read even though I read, we read a couple, I read a couple months later that there were traces of the, co- the coronavirus that was found near the waters of Spain. But Spain wasn't labeled as the start of the coronavirus, but it was China. And it sort of, re- and also, you know how there's a deadlier strain of the coronavirus that was in the UK as well? But then China was still blamed as the virus, as the start of the virus. And the borders were closed to China, the borders were closed to China, but people from the UK can still come into America. This just feeds into the notion that Asian people are always going to be seen as outsiders and will be treated as such because we have a separate culture and a separate history. And because of this, we can't entirely assimilate if we eliminate this part of our identity i mean like real like honestly out of like don't when people i hate when like people are blaming this entire race for something person did we're like sorry that sounds really bad but like (laughs) in terms of like just in general where people are like well it's all your fault because you're asian like that makes literally no sense (laughs) and obviously that's obvious but i think just kind of thinking about that like where in what world would that make logical sense you're gonna blame an entire race of people 
for this thing that what like <laughs> like, like i don't like i don't see like blame, you don't see white people blaming the war <laughs> blaming one i don't see white people going to blame someone blame a white person go go be racist against white people for being quote unquote racist against white people for, for doing i can't think of an example right now but you know you get what i'm saying like like we don't see you doing this the opposite way around so like I don't know. I'm sounding very confusing right now. Yeah. And I, it just is kind of messed up that you decide to blame everyone for this one thing. Yeah. That you can't be like, and then and then you continue to blame them when you're when you're not the one handling it, right? <laughs> like you're the one going off without a mask and being like it's <laughs> Asian people's fault, and you're like, uh huh, definitely their fault now. This is the one without the mask. This is spreading the freaking disease. <laughs> it's definitely their fault. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, this is like kind of with the perpetual foreigner subject. Sorry, I feel this is like not crossing paths at all. But it's being very confusing. We'll probably be canceled. But that was so confusing, and it sounded really bad. And I apologize for that because I don't know how to explain myself correctly. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, but, okay, so I was thinking about this, like, a few minutes ago, like, the term Asian American, it's, like, in itself, you're a professional foreigner because of, like, you're something American, you're never American, you know? I mean, I guess it's also, like, embracing where you, where your ancestry is from, um, but for some reason, so, an example is, like, my mom, she was always very insistent on us identifying with the term Korean American or Asian American instead of just, like, Korean or Asian, um, maybe it's like assimilation, maybe it's like the desire to want to be further assimilated, maybe it's something, but in in the like the hyphen label, like Asian hyphen American, um, there are like implications that come with like a hyphened label because you're never truly 100% quote American, you know? I think also growing up with immigrant parents, who in a sense they always they've always seen America as this holy place that they were lucky to be a part of and reside in i guess in us in doing that they wanted me to adapt and embrace being american but by embracing my american side it diminishes my filipino side as well and as someone who doesn't want to pick and choose of course because like i am i am ethnically filipino but i am in terms of culture and values am american so it's often there's often that battle the internal battle of feeling like an outsider in either side of my identity in short it's just an identity crisis Mm -hmm. you kind Um, of have to create your own identity i guess you can't since you don't really fall into either one but because of the but because asians and asian americans are seen as monolithic it's hard to distinguish your own identity when everyone keeps telling you that you're only one identity um i wanted to also jump into i know that um this might be sensitive for us 
podcast people, but have there been any racial racially charged attacks or microaggressions of some sort that have resonated with you and shaped you? That has happened to us? Yeah. Because I feel that it's necessary to spread the word in that a racism against Asians is real, is rampant, and it will continue unless white people in particular know what the fuck they're doing. And also not just white people, non-Asian people who create other stereotypes about Asian people. I mean, sorry, I'm just going to quickly add on to what you were just saying, um, and then I'll answer your question. <laughs> but I think I just, like, I hate seeing when, just for example, when Black people were racist to Asian people, or Asian people were racist to Black people. That's just really, like, come on, guys. You both know. <laughs> you guys both experience racism, and now you're going to be racist to each other. Like, <laughs> I'm the true enemy. <laughs> You're making this even worse. Like, like I hate seeing that because you're just like, come on. You've experienced racism. You've had to live through it. You've been going through it your entire life. And you've and you're just racist to each other. And that's just kind of awful. Um, but going back to your question, Katrina, I personally feel like I haven't actually experienced anything um, on the Asian side of things just because I don't visibly look Asian um except black people see me as like half Asian um <laughs> I've experienced that before but um I've never like just because I'm not Asian like I haven't uh well I don't look Asian um necessarily so I think I haven't really experienced that before but I have I don't know if it was because I'm mixed Asian or because I could like I I'm privileged privileged enough to go to a private school or where I'm coming from or like anything like that but someone once said to me um there was this incident and this guy hit slapped this other guy in the face and like I both knew both of them and they but like because one guy insulted the other guy but the other guy insulted the other guy but the exact same thing so he was kind of just being a hypocrite and so the guy who slapped that was a guy. Um, I asked him later, I was like, why the hell did you just slap him? You literally did the same thing to him. And he was like, you just don't understand. And like, he said, and this was also across the lens of some other things he said, because I was kind of just like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't I understand? And I had some previous experience with this guy before where he accused me of weird things like oh you insulted my mother you think my mother's name is funny I was like I never said that like I never and I made that clear I was like I'm sorry if the timing was wrong because I'm gonna just say there was a whole separate incident but basically um he was just like you don't understand and for some reason I felt like that really attacked like he was trying to attack me in a certain place where it was either because I mixed race or because I'm not black enough or I'm like something like that. Um, I kind of just felt like, or because I'm half Asian, like I, I wasn't sure, but I remember feeling like, is it really because I'm half black and I'm not black enough or something like that? Um, and so I don't know, that was kind of just my experience with something like that. Um, but honestly, overall, I haven't really had a experience where um, it had to do with the fact that I was Asian. 
recently um we went on a road trip to like zion national park in utah which is like mormon state so very conservative pretty conservative yeah. um, <laughs> and we stopped by a grocery store to like pick up groceries because you know food and um there were a lot of people in the parking lot who like weren't wearing masks and i was like a little bit concerned because when we, i was waiting in the car my parents were going into the grocery store and i was I just remember thinking at the time, like, just being worried for them because of what I was seeing in the parking lot and because of what I knew about, like, the stereotypes they had about Utah. Um, I mean, thankfully, nothing bad happened, but it's just that fear that was there. I was like, this should not be normal, <laughs> what I'm feeling right now, even though it is normal. Um, yeah. And traveling as an Asian person during the coronavirus like outside of like where you live is just scary in general because you never know what someone else is gonna do. Last year, my friends and I, uh, I feel like I've brought this up before, but last year my friends and I were harassed by a group of kids, all white kids who kept following us around the pool and they kept calling us ching chongs. Even though we were visibly uncomfortable with it, and we told them to stop on numerous occasions, but they wouldn't listen to us. And this was in LA, of all places. Pretty diverse place, right? But just, I just also want to mention that just because a place is diverse doesn't mean it's not racist. Just because you're left-leaning doesn't mean you're not racist, either. Yeah, like, look at what happened to that, I believe, the older... Asian man in San, in like in this city, like on a city block yeah. that we walked on, like. Wasn't it in China? Wasn't it Chinatown? I thought it was like in a very Asian area of San Francisco too. I don't know, but it, it's the fact that it like happens here when not like. I've always thought San Francisco was like, oh, there's a lot of Asian people. That means like everyone's like used to Asian people and like you know not not racist. Hopefully. Um, uh, also, yeah. another attack that another racially charged attack that also happened in the city that wasn't as highlighted in the news happened um, a couple of days ago or this morning, very recent, where basically this Chinese Filipino man was walking along Market Street in SF and was beat up. Just like straight up. Yeah. Wait, I thought that was, we were thinking of a different one, Never mind. I... The fact that they were like thinking of different ones, like, <laughs> That's not good. That's not good at all. <laughs> like, which hate crime are we talking about? There was one that happened in Oakland. Actually, there's multiple that happened in Oakland. One, the most most recent one I heard about was this guy was harassed at a, at a gas station, and this other guy who was looked, I don't know. Now that we're talking about it, like, I just don't realize just how much has happened even though it probably happens all the time, just the fact that now it's getting reported and I'm hearing about all of it, it's like, damn, this happens way too often. Just the sheer amount of reports and articles and incidents. Scary. I, they also want, I also wanted to talk about like the LA riots slash uprising of like the 1990s, even though this kind of like only applies to me as like a Korean American person. Um, it was it was um, shortly after the killing of murder of Rodney King, which was caught on videotape and which kind of sparked a lot of 
protest in LA, um, and which ultimately led to the burning down of a lot of the Korean businesses in Koreatown in LA. Um, I don't know if it was, and then there was a whole thing about how the media portrayed it as a black versus Asian thing, and how like history and blah, 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 conflict, when in reality it was because of that, because of Rodney King, it was anger that had built up, exploded, and then taken out on the Korean community. And then like the Korean community with its anti-blackness, but also recognition of the black community's anger, I guess. I mean, it was definitely like, I, I, don't, I don't know too much about the riots, but based on what it sounds like, black person was killed because of racism. People are mad about it. And because the killing of Rodney King was, um, was it police brutality or was it? Yeah, I think so. Oh. And it was caught on video okay, but, at camcorders. I mean, just like, it sounds like a police officer and a white person killed, killed a black guy, killed a person of color. And because they did that, because of they did that, it sounds like, it, it, like, it sounds like people of color in general were hurt by it. Not only black people, but also Asian people, because um, I don't know exactly what happened with the riots or the, the protests. Um, but it just sounds like they were also hurt by this result of racism. Yeah, it ties back to like what you were talking about, how um, like a lot of the time in the Asian community, there's like anti-blackness racism. And then in the black community, there's anti-Asian, anti-Asian sentiments. And so it's like the media and like the police and like the white administration and people in power pitting people of color against each other. So that- they're just getting into that. Yeah. Instead of like, cause they're like, we keep them separate then they can't come and beat us all together. <laughs> I don't like, uh, I don't know. It just gives me like, um, what is, you know, like dystopian novel vibes where like, yeah. the capital like, <laughs> Um, controls the people, but like through really brutal ways. I don't know. Terrible Old dystopian thing, really, yeah. based on what people already see that could happen. <laughs> it's not. It's based on what they're like. Oh, I could see this happening because this is how our government works. This is how people act based on these two things. This could happen. It's kind of all based on a reality, re realistic situation. Um. We can also talk about the model minority myth. What is the model I, myth, Izzy? Um, <laughs> why are you asking me? Okay, well, the model minority myth is like the idea that Asians in particular are the quote model minority because they, uh, for the most part, are like stereotyped as like subservient and like quiet, hardworking, put your head down and just do the work, um, which is what a lot of, I guess, white people or people in power want because that's like your ideal worker and in saying that you, well, this is like, there's many parts of the modern minority method, like, um, but this is just one of them where this is like, you're, you label agents as like the model minority because of like their work ethic or whatever um, and like their culture um, and saying like, this is how a quote minority should act. Um, and using them as Asians as like a model, model minority uh, for other people of color slash minorities to like saying, this is how you should be to other people of color, which is, oof. Yeah. Not good. 
It also just up the model minority with is also just a, a way to uphold white supremacy as well. It, it keeps white supremacy, like white people, white supremacists in power yeah. because there's no fighting back involved. There's no rebellion or protest. Um, so to end this podcast, guys, whoever listens, if people actually listen, <laughs> um, to end this podcast, um, you might be thinking to yourself, well, what can we do? What can we do? There's only so much we can do. Well, I think it starts with reworking your inner bias or rework any implicit bias that you may have against Asian Americans because it all starts from you. Wow. You really can't control, like, I know it sounds like a cliche, but you genuinely cannot control other people. Other people think you can only. And also, like, it's so much. I mean, it starts with you, and also it's more of like, you see someone getting harassed or you see racism happening. If you see something, say something. Say something. <laughs> say something. Defend the person who is being racially hurt. That sounds weird. Harassed. <laughs> also, like, the, also, this thing, also, like, can we not also can we not treat this as like a trend? Because yes, please. in treating in treating in treating, to happen. Against, in treating racism against Asian Americans as a trend will only prolong the racism that Asian Americans and Asians will keep facing. And if you stay silent about it, you're also just being complicit to what's happening yeah. to people, which is not okay. And it makes you as much of an aggressor as the person who is carrying out that hate crime. So fuck you if you don't do anything. <laughs> and it's more than just like making a post on social media. Yeah, like those are helpful and all, but like reading books and articles by Asian people or people of color and having conversations with people as hard as they may be to like bring up and initiate, like you have to have them. Um, even if they're not like sit down and like in a coffee shop and like talk for two hours, it can be like when someone makes a comment, you can be like, "Oh, that's kind of messed up because blank blank." Um, oh, your family members. Yeah, learn about history too. Like history is super interesting, even though I hate writing about it. It's really interesting. It's fun to read about and make connections and learn more about both yourself and other people. Also, I can leave a bunch of like book recommendations by Asian authors because I have like a huge pile of books I have yet to read, but they're all by Asian people. Um, so yeah, read, learn, be active in speaking up and activism. <laughs>